0: I'll just have you know, I'm always ready, Phil. Regardless of what you think, I am always ready and always prepared. Even if I just told you I was not really prepared at all this week. Reclaimed audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials.
1: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 40 for <laughs> August 10th. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> for August 10th, 2016. That really
0: you- does never get old. I'm just saying. <laughs> it right? just never gets so. old.
1: <laughs> it's like uh, it's part of the theme song. Um, this is the part where I normally name off all of our top Patreon supporters, but I think this week... Um, I'm going to name off all of our Patreon supporters because I think we've been blessed um, with an incredible, yeah, an incredible amount of generosity from quite a few people, and this goes back right to our beginnings. So I'm going to name everybody, um, and it's just in order uh, that Patreon gives it to me, so it's not in order of preference or anything like that. This is just how they list it. So um, Sean Guthrie, Make Build Modify, Luis Gonzalez, Scott Turner, Trust in Timber, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta.
2: <laughs> I did the horn once, I had to do something different
1: Yeah, okay, that's fine uh, Stu Morrison uh, J.M. Tossus Camille Good, Christopher Pixley Sean Farbolin Dominic Bender, uh, Joel Crawford Paul Jackman John J. Hilgers Jr. That's a lot of J's uh, Jim Bashirs, Dave Bauer, Nick Ryan Scott Hahn uh, All I see his Marcus, I don't see a last name But I, I'm sure that's Marcus um, Hoffman Yeah, exactly. Um, Gray Keen, Jason Boykin, Tony Rouleau, and Bill Lavolsi.
0: Okay, okay. First of all, I got to say this. I had no clue. I've not once even been to our Patreon page. I had no clue all of our favorite people are helping us. I love all of you anyway, but now I love you even more. Seriously. (laughs) Holy crap. Are you kidding? I didn't (laughs) – I really didn't know it was all our guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody
1: it's a good mix of our guys and a good mix of of a lot of other very generous people so it's yes. it's really well, they're amazing, all our guys amazing guys now that's that's all i have to say touche well yes. said yes. 100% no, it's um, wow it's that
0: that's awesome i just i i'm floored but you started naming off people's names i'm like what 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 what, what? really i didn't like, know that oh guy my God.
1: <laughs> and when you see and you see for how long like uh like the last one i read off bill avolsi of we are on uh, episode 40 he started 33 weeks ago. Thir- yeah, so he started like I've heard, now, I've, now,
0: yeah. I've heard of Bill Labosi. What what what's uh what what makes him stand out? I'm
1: trying to remember. He's- Quite a bit makes him stand out. Uh one car garage is his YouTube channel. He started that podcast One car workshop. Yeah.
0: One Car Garage is Jim Bashirs who's another. Oh, yeah, sorry. One Car Workshop. another. Oh, that's One Driveway or something. I don't know. But Jim Beshears is our buddy, too, just so yeah. we know. We love, right. Yeah, No, he's we love three Jim. quarters of a driveway and a cat workshop, I think is his. <laughs> oh, wait. And Jim also said something about volume. Jim, can you hear me now? <laughs> oh,
2: that's what you get for trying to help, Jim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bill Lavolsi that's One Car Workshop. Maker's Hustle,
2: Bill, yeah, Maker's Hustle, yeah. He has a new podcast now too. Everyone's that's right. To it oh, yeah,
1: and he writes for Make Magazine, so that's oh, what
0: makes oh, isn't he cool. doing a cookbook with like um, Rachel Ray or something? No, with me.
1: Uh, no, with Barefoot Contessa. So, oh,
0: that's what it was. It there, was yeah, the
2: Vegetarian right. Workshop Cookbook, is what we're calling it
1: temporarily. Right. Imagine that's what they let him and Jimmy let up doing is a cookbook. <laughs> 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 that would be awesome. That would be amazing.
0: Of all the places in the Lower East Side that they can go to and eat for cheap, that yeah. would be
2: it'll be It'll be things you can cook over a fire or over a propane torch on an ice
1: pick. Just, That's right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm just saying, Jimmy, Bill, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And You There's can use idea. any
0: of these ideas you want.
1: Royalty free. We just want find finder's fee.
0: Right. Basically. Yeah. 10%. You know.
1: What's right is right. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go into what we're working on uh tim why don't you start us off with what you're working on
2: i have no idea um what am i i've got a couple tables i'm making uh for a like a local family it's like a dining table and, a, and then like a like an island kind of you know work height table at a okay. reclaimed wood that i'm going to do probably the epoxy i'm not filming it but i'm also making some stools and chairs to go with it that i might film because i had this kind of fun idea that i sold them on for uh for these but that might be a little while I'm working on the pinball desk, which is just like a ton of work because we've been going back and forth on design. So nothing's happened on that yet. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to film, and now I'm kind of thinking, like, because I just want to get the thing moving, and it's so much more time-consuming to set the camera up, I might just do a walkthrough on the thing when it's done. I've been filming, then I forget to film for a while because I'm so engrossed in trying to solve all the myriad problems that come up while I'm doing something like this. And So we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen with that as far as video goes.
0: Do you Um, like Pringles?
2: uh, I'm not... uh, Opposed, I guess, but why? They're not bad.
0: Well, well, they're kind of vegan because there's no real actual food in them. No, but that's beside even. the point. No, food, um, yeah, yeah um, but I've noticed that when I'm I'm having a hard time, I, I eat Pringles, and, and it seems to help. Actually, I noticed that regardless of what time it is, I eat Pringles, and it seems to help. So never mind. Scratch all that. Are you are you shilling for Pringles right now? What just happened? Or are you listening to a different podcast? Because <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what <laughs> <laughs>
1: Check your channel. we're on four. Well, you know what?
0: I'm actually a little confused about being here, since I actually, you guys invited me on the show at the right time. There's nobody here trying to take my place. I didn't no, know sorry. what the hell podcast I was oh, on. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Let me go get the tiniest violin ever and play it for you. <laughs> right,
0: now, now I'm going to eat a Quaker bar. Another chill.
1: <laughs> well, you showed me. My goodness. He's right.
0: working on a cookbook over there. It's true. The
2: phone companies.
0: <laughs> I'm having to. I'm. Oh, are you done?
2: Uh yeah, I'm
0: done. Oh, so I'll say I'm working on um trying to come up with something to work on. And I can you guys? Do you have any suggestions on something I could make that's not too uh, taxing on me? Because you know I'm a dainty flower at the moment. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. ideas? What, what about you, something for Sterling's palette contest? What's something I can make? Um,
2: uh, key of, back. Yeah, something um, out of a palette. Uh, Something out of a pallet. That's good, Tim. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I well, like you, know,
2: you know what would be fun to do, though, is... um
1: a scale model of a pallet. Yeah. Well, that's <gasps> been done, though.
2: I, mean, oh, I, I used to, to sell coasters like that on my Etsy site. It's
0: yeah. like a stool sample with a little stool in a yeah. jar.
2: But um, you could take, maybe, like, say, like, okay, yeah, I've seen those.
0: <laughs> get it out. Get it out. Bill's starting to cry over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even take this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm. What am I working on? So anybody wants to email me and, and give me some ideas, I'm going to try and, and make a comeback to making stuff after a little bit of a break uh, by hopefully doing a, a, a palette thing for Sterling's challenge, Doohickey, of which I wanted to mention anyway. Give him a shout-out. So Sterling Davis Palette Upcycle Challenge, we did that now. And help a brother out. Give me some ideas, because you know I'm. I'm just. I'm again dainty flower time for me lately. So,
2: okay, maybe should make some flowers.
1: <gasps> Palette flower flowers.
0: Holder. You know, yeah. Mitchell Dillman does a lot of metal sculpture flowers out of his scraps from his welding. Yeah, um, that's brilliant, Tim. I yeah. can make. I I've can.
2: Done, I have some videos on that. I'm sure you've probably seen fifty or taking sixty notes times. on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But anyway, sometimes Tim Sway influences my decisions and But uh, you know, my flowers were all that. like
2: were all like rushed things. I was like trying to see how quickly I could it was like there like the video was an experiment on how fast I could make something like that. But I I mean to do it like I mean you could really do with your skills and a little patience and taking your time, you could probably make some really beautiful flowers.
0: You know, and, and I I, I check this out. So between how you did it, which was actually like daisies cut out in the shape of a flower and Dillman trying to make scrap pieces of metal look like a flower what if I took the palette and broke the boards like you know to where there's jagged edges and stuff and somehow incorporate that that jagged edge look into some kind of a flower
2: yeah it could be uh, instead of trying to make it a life size flower you could use those as pixels into making a larger flower maybe
0: Uh, Mm. I'm not sure what a pixel is but you know I used to. You guys ever oh, try those Pixie oh, sticks oh, when oh, you were a kid? Oh, the dude, little sugar looking... in the tube, and you squeeze it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, they fly around a pixel. You know, it flies around. Grant your wishes
1: if you catch it.
0: Oh if, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What okay. if you take the nails from the palette? Ooh. You heat them up with a blowtorch and you pound make them. Make a flat. hammer out of it. No, Oh, no, that's been done. No, that's been done. No, you pound them flat and you turn them into petals for the flowers.
2: It, you Ooh. know, it, it, it would Ooh. actually just be fun Ooh. in general. Yeah, that's awesome. It would be fun in general to just to take the pallet and discard the wood and just make your project out of the nails. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> no? you could you could weld a bunch of nails together to make the stem. Pound yep. them flat, like into really thin sheets and turn Origin. it into petals yeah. and leaves. Yeah.
0: What? So this is a this. Okay, let's change our topic. I would like to talk. What constitutes a pallet? What is it? So people might argue that any part of the pallet is the pallet because you can't have a pallet without nails, right? You're gonna glue yeah. it together. That ain't gonna work. No. Right? It'll so crack. would just something made out of the nails from a pallet actually qualify for Sterling's challenge?
2: Yeah, if you show that you pulled them out of the pallet, because that's yep. his only requirement, is he sh- that you show them dismantling the pallet, that it's a right.
0: pallet. What um, if that's my entry, is just dismantling a pallet?
2: One guy did that one year. He just he dismantled the pallet and made a fire and cooked hot dogs over it. I thought that was pretty funny. I forget who it um, was. <laughs> did
1: he win? I don't know if he won anything. I don't I don't remember.
0: So uh, how is it a contest if there's no judging? By the way, because I haven't actually, you know me, I don't actually watch any of Sterling stuff, so I'm not sure. <laughs> how so,
1: Somebody, my I, I just remember the announcement video. I don't know what the criteria was for the judging, but Sterling. There's not supposed a to thing. be any
2: judging. No, it's like uh, it's like the way I just did my. It's like the way I did my giveaway. Yeah, it's just if you enter and you qualify via entering, you go into a drawing, and there's like 20 prizes because uh-huh. a lot of people donate okay. to it. Yeah, but I remember,
1: I was I was surprised to have won. I saw my name like uh, maybe 10 or 11 deep. I was just watching it to see what everybody had done. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's because it's
0: it's. Yeah, that's the only reason you were watching it, Phil. Whatever. Yeah. But you can't like you can't
2: judge art, you know? Yeah. How do you judge art? Like, how do you judge one person's art? Over,
0: I don't know. Why don't you make something, Tim? And I'll be happy to judge it.
1: (laughs) All right. You have a vernisage for for artists. There's always judging that goes on. Um, you know what I really
0: love is, is the fact that we can keep going and going and going and we're still waiting for Phil to tell us what he's
1: got on his I know. Bench. This always happens. OK. Yeah. <laughs> um, I literally got off a plane two hours ago from Toronto. I was working at Joe for the last three days. But right before I left, I finished the, the desktop. I made a desk for a video that I'm doing called The Quick and Dirty Desk. And it's just made out of two by tens. And it's just going to be as opposed to my previous video. Instead of 17 minutes, it will probably be like four or five. So, I can make that
0: longer. I was gonna say, is there a way to make a two minute video longer?
1: Absolutely, (laughs) maybe slow it down. But that brings up this point because Tim did something incredible and I think started something that's really, really interesting. What he did was he took my video, not the raw footage, but the 17 minute video, and he re edited it down to was it like 10 or 11 minutes or something? It was
2: 10 minutes exactly, but that also includes like a minute intro that I did explaining what I did because that was my goal I was gonna make it 10 minutes, so I made it exactly. You know, and, and, and that and was it.
1: okay.
0: I watched it. That was that was pretty good. But did you see the other one?
1: Yeah. So the other – so Tim, first of all, I don't want to gloss over it. Tim did a great job. The other yeah, one – I I kind of opened this up and, um, on our Facebook group that we're a part of. And I'll open it up now to our entire audience. Uh, a few people were like, well, could I have a crack at it? And I'm like, absolutely. So um, Essay Maker is another YouTube channel. What's his name again?
0: Hugo. Hugo van der Schmuckeblugen.
1: There you go. Exactly. Hugo van der He um he remixed it down to two minutes and twenty seconds and like took a whole other tack, like cut out all the talking and all action, and it just it was amazing. So
2: And it's like a disco. It's like there's like that techno music. Yeah, it's like an actual really, remix really of
1: cool.
0: the DJ remix. Yeah. So, Honestly, the, the contrasting all three videos, first of all, Finn Bravo. I mean Phil. Bravo. Finn? Where did I get that from? Um, but the contrasting videos, you've got the original, Tim's version, and Hugo's version. They're all three amazing, um, and they're all three so vastly different, and I quite enjoyed all three of them. Thank you, everybody.
1: Yeah. So cool, you know, yeah. I think what we're going to do is something is really fun, and we're going to open this up to everybody. I'm going to leave a Dropbox link in our show notes to, to the video that you can download, and then I leave it up to anybody who wants to play with this and just remix it, re-edit it, do whatever you want with it. And, Can I do uh, it too? Yes, yes, for sure, man.
0: Oh, cool! Practice and, your editing with it. You know, what are you trying to say, Tim? Nothing. No, practice no, my no, editing. Nothing. I see. No, anyways, oh, well, really, no, anyways see. no, that's, that's great.
1: <laughs> anyways, Phil. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, and then all you got to do is just link back to the original video and 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 let's have a let's have a blast with it. I'd love to see what people do with this video.
2: Yeah, I, I love the idea of that. It's, uh, it's so much fun. Like, I had, I had done that once before with my own video, and then I'd never done it with anybody else's, and it was so much fun, like, going through someone else's footage and be like, well, that's useless, you know, and, like, yeah, I cut no, that out. Like, it's cool. But it's also, I like the idea of seeing people have some fun with it and doing some, like, creative and clever things, which I was not trying to do. I was just trying to get the same exact video done shorter. And then Hugo was doing something different, which is really fun to see.
0: Yeah, What an opportunity because I got to be honest with you. I've been trying for years now to get Tim to help me edit a video. So maybe if I do that, if I edit Phil's – then Tim will finally say, "Yeah, Bill, I'll help you edit a video because there's nothing about you on it." So I don't that's... I don't think you've ever actually asked me to. Maybe you
2: just You should have it. just known. I should have I should have read your mind on that, I'm sorry. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. <laughs> Any day of the week, my friend, I will more than happily not do that for
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I uh... missed you guys. <laughs> I'm Three glad you're home
2: safe. Oh. I'm so glad you're home safe, Phil. Yes, Thanks, yeah, we man. were worried. Um, I, I do have one other thing I have to mention because I was posting pictures of it <laughs> on Instagram, but people have been asking and concerned about my thumb. Yes, my thumb has stitches in it. And I feel
0: so bad right now because you know what? I completely forgot about your thumb. Uh, I that's no big did. deal.
2: I forget about it too. I mean, it's it's almost full. What I wanted to say is, I'm fine, everybody. That's why I was actually posting pictures and having fun with the drawing Frankenstein around it and stuff.
0: He um, actually really I, never cut his thumb. He just wrapped it up in a bandage and posted pictures. It's all CGI.
2: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I
0: just want people to feel
2: bad for me. No, I I, I slipped. I was cutting some <laughs> packaging open and I, the knife slipped because my hand was in a bad spot and it was totally my fault. It wasn't the knife's fault. Go figure. You
1: know? Was it <laughs> a righty knife and you're a lefty? Is that what it, happened?
2: Yeah. No, it was, it was totally because, you know, the earth started spinning a little bit different for a second. Right, and then, got a little wonky. No, it was, it was my fault. I was being stupid. I was, I was trying to cut something. It wasn't cutting, so I turned the knife, but I didn't move my hand when I turned the knife and it cut, you know. Uh, so I got five stitches. I'm fine. Uh, thank you, everybody, for for the concern. It didn't slow me down at all. I went back to work the next day. Um, I just have to keep it clean, you know. So, uh, but thank you all for your concern.
1: But why male models? <laughs> They're special. <laughs> check check uh, for reference to that inside joke. Oh, check, uh, check Tim's Instagram feed. That was wow,
0: funny. I don't know if I want to actually. No,
1: <laughs> Zoolander. It's like a classic.
0: Oh, I you just, guys are doing your thing again. Movie thing. Yeah. I just saw the new one uh, last week. Oh, Zoolander don't T- ruin it.
1: I
2: haven't seen it yet. Okay, guess what? He's still dumbing it. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> Dude!
1: <laughs> okay, let's get into our topic. Oh, yeah. Now, um, I'm going to give this one to Tim, because I think you've got an introduction lined up. For uh,
2: that. Sort of. Okay, this, this came from uh, Matt Thayer a couple weeks ago. He wrote to us. He's from Klondike Custom Creations. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I don't want to read his whole letter, but basically, a couple months ago, uh, Mike Rowe of uh, Dirty Jobs fame posted up a, a video, which I never, I admit, but that's irrelevant. We're just going to talk out of our butts and not actually know what we're talking about. So. Sounds like a put plan. Up, yeah, we're all on board. Great. So he put up a video basically saying about he was uh, that everybody's always saying you should follow your passion, follow your passion, that not everybody should follow your passion, that you should maybe be more pragmatic about your your decisions in life. And then David Pachudo of make something fame, put up a a kind of documentary or a vlogumentary, whatever that's called sort of response rebuttal to that saying, no, it's absolutely all about passion. You need to be passionate. Um, and so Matt asked us what our opinions were on the matter about where passion, uh, plays a role in what we do and how it does. So, um, I don't know who wants to open it up. I think that we all have slightly different opinions on this, uh, which should be interesting to see how that pans out
1: uh bill why don't you go ahead first because i know that you have an interesting take on this as far as whether or not you need and and i i sort of see where pat where i i now that you read that out and before you read it i sort of didn't really have an idea of why you wouldn't want passion but now that you mentioned the word pragmatic i see that sometimes you got to choose the road that that let's say you need an extra few bucks, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do.
2: Right. I guess Mike Rowe is concerned that there's going to be a a nation of starving artists that can't do anything if we're all dreaming of being Van Gogh, you know, Uh, and so that's sort of, but he's saying like, hey, you know what, but you could go become a welder and have a great six-figure job and have a boat in the lake, you know, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, what's weird about this is that, um, uh, again, this reminds me of our buddy John Berard um, and his Mm -hmm. view or trying to say, you know, about people being forced or pressured. I wish I could get on that podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't patch your little feathers. We didn't <laughs> patch your feathers about that. Tim, Tim, Tim was great, it. He was finally on there. It took Phil and I months of begging John to let you, but we and finally bull, got through. The money. Oh yeah, I mean, Lord <laughs> help! That's why we have Patreon is just to get you on that damn podcast, okay, John. Yeah,
1: we had we had a secret GoFundMe to, you know, <laughs> to raise enough of a bribe. No, but but, it, it, it,
0: but yeah. how, wait, whoa, 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 slow down. How amazing was that podcast, Phil? Did you or did you not? I thought after years of stalking the man, I knew a lot about him. I learned so much about Tim Sway that I didn't know after listening to that podcast. Well, well maybe it was an- paid me instead of
1: John, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a personal maker cast. I uh, It's an hour and 20 minutes. I got through 40 minutes on the flight down, and I haven't had a chance to listen to the other half. But the first half that I listened to, which got up to, I believe – some of the more influential teachers in your life. And you said that there were a few of them and there's the one, the pushing the wall one. So it was a really, really interesting um, podcast. And, and
0: Oh, you really actually listened to it?
1: Oh yeah. I was I, mean, I was sitting there staring at the back. Of the oh, seat in front of
0: me. do we have so time? I was, can I, can I be back? Okay.
1: Bill was just drawing hearts with my initials. In it. <laughs> 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 August 8th. 2016. This was the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs>
0: oh Lord! Um, plus Tim
1: time. forever.
0: So as long as we're talking about passion and my passion for Tim Sway. Oh wait, no, 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 okay, no, okay, stop, stop, stop. So, okay. so we're w- it's 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 the lack of passion in trying to make a living or. Having to have a passion is how I took it to make a living. And a lot of people think, well, you got to follow your dreams and blah, 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 blah. And I'm saying, you don't screw that. You don't got to follow your dreams because a lot of people dream of being an astronaut. And the odds of you becoming an astronaut or even a doctor or, or a lawyer are, what, a billion to one, right? I mean, by the time you decide you want to go to school and you're going to change your mind so many times. You, you are. And to to try and say that a, a an 18 or a 20 year old has any sort of and I love all my 18 and 20 year old friends but to try and think that you have the capacity to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life screw that be passionate but think about what you can do that you have an interest in it doesn't have to be a passion you know what am i interested in what can i go out there and do to make a living to become a a, a decent productive person in our society and start from there because you never know if you get a job working at a liquor store, maybe that'll turn into, you know, cause I did. When I was a teenager, I had a job. I was, you know, I cut open the boxes. I stocked the shelves, blah, 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 blah. But what if that would have turned into a passion to be a, uh, an entrepreneur and and owning my own little store, my own shop? Sure. You know, Did I have a passion for wanting to stock shelves? No, but I did get to use a, a, a box cutter without cutting my thumb. Oh wait, another story. Never mind. Always oh, a valuable story. skill, which anyway. right. yeah, I, I had that job. So <laughs> there's skills right there that you could have taken with you to later yeah. on in life. So I, and and I will further this, but I think if we can like punch back and forth between each other on this topic, we can feed off of it a little bit. But Absolutely. that's what I'm saying. Don't have you don't. That's it's screwy to say follow your dreams and have a passion. Don't spend 15 years because you're, you're passionate about being a, a sculptor. Right? I don't know a lot of people that are 18 making a living off of being a sculptor. Mm
1: -hmm. Just don't. Yeah. um, You know, I sort of can – I think that I agree with a lot of what you said, and and I derive that from personal experience when I was a little kid. I like the
0: fact that you – when anybody says, I sort of kind of think maybe I agree with some of what you said. Yeah, whatever you
1: don't want to. You don't want to agree, but you have to. That's why you say yeah, that. <laughs> no, because it's it's what a lot of what you said rings very true for me. And you know, growing up, my father was like I said before, was a, a blue collar guy, he was a butcher growing up. And um and, and what he thought that he wanted for me was for me to have the safety net of becoming a professional. So since I was five years old, he'd whisper in my ear, Phil, you're gonna be a, a lawyer, you're gonna be a lawyer, you're gonna be a lawyer, you're gonna be a lawyer. So what did I do? Like I I love my father. I wanted to make him very happy. So that's what I sort of followed right up until, man, the LSATs. I got my bachelor's degree in political science. I was streamed for law school. I did my LSATs, which is the – you know the, uh, the kind of like the SATs except it's for law school. And it determines mm-hmm. – your score determines you know, along with your grades and along with your application and your essay, it's all part of it to see if you get into law school. So I did all that stuff. I applied to law schools. I got into a couple. And, and then I got right to that threshold and I'm like, wait a second, I don't want to do this. I don't like law. I don't, I'm not into this. Hmm. And then, so, you know, I radically switched gears and then I went into, I did a job like in customer services, a shower door company, you know, and then, but that sort of followed along this weird trajectory of a career that I had. I was a, I was a real estate agent for a little while selling, um, selling small businesses. I, you know, I did a whole bunch of different things that leads me to where I am now and can i say with 100% honesty that i'm i'm passionate about home decor yeah probably not um there are aspects of my job that i love but i can't say that the industry that i'm in is something that i'm necessarily passionate about but where is my passion my passions at home it's in my shop it's talking to you guys on a weekly basis it's making youtube videos so so i'll take the hybrid approach to what you said and yeah, I don't think you can, you can, everyone can shoot for the stars. And, you know, to, to put food on the table, you got to do what you got to do a lot of the time. But that doesn't mean that passion doesn't exist in your life.
0: That brings up a question. Brings up a question. And when you say follow, follow the passion, whose passion? Were you following your father's passion or the, the instilled was. passion that he put into you, and only to find out later that it wasn't true? What's My passion was way? making
1: him happy. That's what my passion was. My passion was making my father happy. Well, when you're,
2: yeah, when you're 17, 18 years old, you don't really know anything else. But that's, you no, know,
1: because I, I think this guy, he knows everything. My dad yeah. is, a, you know, he, he, he just stickers that to me. He knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. He knows that he was a set of players. I don't know how to do that, you know. Um, I, you know, I
2: had heard when I was younger, and I don't know if it was my father that said it or not, but I'd heard this, and I always thought it was pretty cool for a good part of my life. I used to say this as being advice, even is that your job should be your second favorite hobby. So you always have something to look forward to when you get off of work. And it sounds to me, Phil, like that's where you are. And, uh, and I did that for a while and, you know, being a musician and I had jobs to fund that. But, um, for me, it was never enough. Uh, I wanted to just live the, the life of, of, uh, being a creator or, you know, an artist or whatever. Um, so, and then I, you know, so then what happened is I, I did music for a long time and I made it my job and it was my passion and then it just became my job and then woodworking and making became my passion and now I'm living that because things change and things evolve and that's you know again like the 18 year old just doesn't really know what what they want yet I I mean there are exceptions to every rule of course but but the the point I wanted to bring up with this topic was after I did watch a few minutes of Mike Rose and I watched uh, most of David's speech uh, or vlog um I just want to know why there's always this need to put this wall between the two. Why can't your passion be practical? That's what, I mean, if, if you want to be chase your passion, why can't you be practical about it? Why does everybody chasing their passion either have to be that one in a million success story that's living in the mansion and, you know, and did everything right or they're the bum on the street that's like, you know, rubbing two quarters together. Why isn't, I think that I'm the guy that finds a passion and makes it practical. Like, and I think there's a lot of us that do that. Um, why does there have to be this divide?
1: Because I think I you set a to reasonable expectation for success, right? Most people don't.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. And so that's why don't we teach, you know, all through school, what do we, who do we learn about? We learn about Teddy Roosevelt. We learn about Van Gogh. We learn about Da Vinci. We learn about the, you know, Elvis, all these people. And then you get to that age where you're like, wow, I want to be like John Lennon. They like, oh, go, no, maybe you should go to trade school, kid. You know, it's like everything about your whole education is is making you want to, like, learning about all these fantastic people. But then as soon as you have this idea in your brain that I'm going to be a fantastic person too, everybody says, maybe you should be a little more practical about it. Well, be practical about how you're going to be an awesome person. Follow your dream. But, you know, like um Dave Welder and uh, Jocko whatever saying, you know, F dreams make plans. Like, that's don't just be a daydreamer, like be practical about it. It's the same thing as I always say about like talent versus desire. There's no such thing as talent It's desire. Go figure out how to do it, make it happen. You can be passionate and practical.
0: You know, this, this seriously, it sounds almost like a a maturity thing in growing up and not so much in an age way, but usually the amount of experience you attain in life as you grow up and how we define success. Because Mm -hmm. I like to think that, what i'm even though i just argued against it a little bit what i'm really passionate about in some measure has nothing to do with any success i may have achieved and and what is that level of success i make pretty damn good money at my job and i like my job is that successful you know but i'm really passionate about fixing things and figuring things out and that applies to what i do at work and i love i'm very passionate about making and all of that, but I make no amount of success doing that because I don't sell what I make for a living, you know? So, I mean, what is, is it a definition of success? So, when you're younger, are you told that you're really passionate about something because you think it's going to make you successful and rich? And then as you get older, you realize, well, hey, my priorities have changed. I need to make a living, honestly, to take care of me and my family. It's just a society we live in. But success to me is... Health and I'm and I'm gonna say that right now I'm really thinking about this, the the value of success in health. Absolutely, you know, I have my health is a, is an amazing thing to say. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think an eighteen year old can say that. Well, you know what I'm my my idea of success is being happy and doing what you love and just you know it doesn't matter about the amount of money you make. So I don't know maturity, passion, success.
2: And it- and there's all these studies about the development of the human brain and how they're just, it's just not completely developed yet at that age that they expect kids to make these decisions. So there is that aspect of it that, like, I remember being 18 and just nothing made sense sometimes. You know what I mean? But but there's also how much of that is, is our fault or not our fault personally, but the, the people that are teaching and raising the kids. What are they teaching their kids to expect? What are they saying is success? Uh, you know, I mean, that's a... Another part of it, what are the schools telling them that they need to be, what is, pa- you know, that this is passion is bad and practical is good or vice versa. Um, a lot of that's, you know, nurture nature. A lot of it is nurture.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you know, for sure know, it is. We live in a very I, money-driven I society. I, I've made a conscious decision to, to do the opposite of what my father did. I, I make a promise to my wife and I said, you're not doing it either. The kids decide what they want to be when they grow up. We, we don't steer them one way or the other. I've we made just, that my
2: job to, to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we're going to call him Dr. Jake, but if he wants to be a doctor, I mean, that's his decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he becomes a doctor, yeah. it's just a coincidence.
2: Yeah. I mean, so we buy him a medical kit for his birthday and you know, Hanukkah every year. But exactly. <laughs> Listen, you nudge,
1: you nudge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly.
0: Steeringly, steering, lovingly steering in the correct direction of what I would like you to do.
1: What I would have liked to have done,
0: yeah. Again, where does the pa- who? So who instills <laughs> the path? Whose passion yeah, who's are you passion? following?
1: Well, that's right. Well, to be honest with you, when I was younger, like starting at age nine, uh, I was a bit of a computer prodigy, and I was like at eleven, I was fixing all the computers in my dad's office, and uh, and I had a real passion for it, like a real passion for it. I'd be up till four in the morning, you know, just. I was doing anything and everything that you could do with a computer. I can take one apart. I can put it back together, networking, anything you can think of, a little bit of programming, all that stuff. And um, and my dad, really, the only part of it he understood was you could be a computer tech and you could make 50 bucks an hour, which is amazing. But for him, it wasn't anything that he thought was great because it's very inconsistent. You need to build a book of clients, yadda, yadda. So So for him, working in computers was like being the computer tech. Meanwhile... Had he known, and I don't blame him, he just was just who he was. Had he known, you know, you go into programming, you could be millionaires or programmers now. You come up with an app. You know, the Snapchat guys, $3 billion, you know. So who knows what I would have been had I followed my own passion.
0: So now this is right about the time when you were doing this that the iPhone came out, right?
1: Funny. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) 15 years earlier. When did the iPhone come out? 2002? Coming up on 10 years or 15 years? Okay, so 10, 2007. All right, so I was already twenty. I,
2: I can't remember. I just heard it was coming up on like – because I was just like, that's it? You know, it seemed like forever.
1: Yeah, it's true. Years. It's it's an amazing sort of trajectory that we've had in technology. Like, just mm-hmm. it's been a rocket. Like, how long have we been sitting with the sum of human knowledge in our pockets? I guess only eight years now?
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, really? Seriously, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a trip. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot what show we were watching recently, and and um, it was in a uh, set in the seventies or something. And, and you're looking at all the phones that are still connected to cords on the walls, and having to make a phone call, and you're standing in the kitchen because you can't go anywhere. You have to stand up by the phone. But that's anyway,
1: right. I was well, passionate mind. about.
0: I was passionate about those phones back then. I'm just saying.
1: They were, but as soon as you walk out of the house, that's it. No one can reach you. <laughs> that's it. You're you're off the grid.
2: I have a I have a good buddy of mine, he's a, a musician friend and he had the, the curly cube landline phone, you know, and this is in like, you know, two thousand six, you know, okay. he had a cell phone or whatever and, and um and so finally he gets a cell phone because I guess his the the landline was just so expensive and it was just cheaper for him to get a cell phone. So he got a cell phone, he carried it around with him for a few days and he didn't like it. Because it would ring, and he'd have to answer it when he wasn't in the house. So he literally tied a string to it, tied the string to a nail, put it in his wall, and hung it on his kitchen wall. <laughs> it was like that for like a year.
0: But I, uh, I can't la-
2: call him anymore because his, la- his last phone from like two years ago, he broke or something. It died, and he just never replaced it. So I have to call his wife to talk to him.
0: So the last <laughs> ironic thing that's off topic Um, I remember the, the technology advancement when it came to those phones that were on the wall is you go out and you buy a cord, the the hand, the, the curly Q cord that's like 20 feet long or extends that far Mm. thinking that you would be able to go that far only to have it a week later, be so knotted up. Now you can't leave more than about six inches from the phone.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The teenage girl thing where they take this like 20 foot cord, they'd be in the closet, the other end of the house to talking into a
0: pillow, you know? And I wasn't a teenage girl.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No. he was a preteen <laughs> girl. Um, so let's let's do a final a final lap on this. Do you need passion? You know, either either professionally or personally.
0: No, you don't you put the word need in there. How do you need anything? You don't need all you need to do is go to the bathroom. It
2: was just like two podcasts have- ago that we were all lamenting the passionless people that make us sad and we wanna sad and we wanna hug them.
0: Yeah, you need well, I know you don't need it to to function or be successful. You can be how many people do you know that have no pa- I'm saying need like you should have to have it, you know. There's a need for something like Is happiness a requirement? No, you-, you can be an unhappy, passionless, successful person. Okay.
2: I'm, do I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try I don't want to
0: do that and that's not <laughs> something I'm advocating for, but using the word need
2: You're correct. You're correct in that if, you know, I mean, you technically do not
1: need to be happy. You know, you technically you don't need, need your pinkies. You know, <laughs> like,
0: all of these I, things.
1: I think happiness is fundamental. I think you you need you need air, water, food, and happiness to be a human being. Oh, to way. be a human
0: being. Okay, yeah. I was going to say you don't need happiness. You may not I be I all think that.
1: You do. I think humane. a lot of problems in this country and our countries both and in the world are come from a lack of happiness. And I think. Mm. We need to there, it, prioritize there's a, that.
2: There's an effect from that. I mean, it, it snowballs, you know, into things like Hitler and World War II, you know, like happiness is a pretty important thing.
1: And even on a smaller scale, you know, depression, your family feels it, you know, and it grows like this, like a, a plague. I think people need happiness. And I think in order to be happy, there's something that you need to be excited about, passionate about, something that drives you, that makes you feel good when you do it. Something and it doesn't have to be your to. life work. No. No, I agree. That's why I'm saying I agree with I agree with both of you. I agree with Bill on the fact that you don't need passion to be your profession or to be the, the your income source, but I I agree with, with Tim that there's got to be something that you run home to every day.
0: All right, well let's let's reel this in a little bit since since that got a little on the deep side. Um, we're reclaimed audio. So what palette challenge? <laughs> what, no what what do you guys think? What do you guys think brought a, a, about your passion for using reclaimed materials. Tim, well, we kind of know your story, but I mean, break it down sim- simply. I mean, well, that's a, that's
2: a, it was just, uh, I mean, uh, frugality, uh, you know, environmental uh, concern, and, um, and frugality, you know, really uh,
1: is how I got started down that
0: path. What about you, Mr. Uh, Pinskay?
1: Um, access to the material. I had sort of abundant access to the material at the time when I first started and uh, and I don't know I I found it more interesting to try to make out of something that was that was already used and was going to be discarded I, it just it was a real novelty to me I was like this is being thrown out and I can make something out of it and it's free I like the free part frugality plays a part there also yeah, you know, there's that that extra challenge
0: yeah I was gonna say that my my answer would be the the both of yours and then adding that challenge that thing we've yeah. talked about a lot on this show which is the, you know the having access to only certain things you know denial creates creativity whatever however you put it Tim but yeah that that challenge of okay this is all I got this is it you know i I gotta come up with something I gotta do something to make this happen and this is all I've got so it really makes you have to think about it and there's a passion about that challenge that drives you. Well let's let's
2: run with the, the the metaphor a little bit on that. Uh it you know, if the reclaimed thing, if it's your passion is to <laughs> he, he's dancing in case you can't see. He's pretending you know? to I, run. was yeah. I was running. I was running. Oh, is that running. what that was?
0: Yeah. He's oh, run with Basically, it. I was running the- with it.
1: He looks like Phoebe Buffet over there <laughs> running. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got one. I yeah. finally this is the first show for episode forty. I got a TV show reference.
1: I actually. I'm so proud of you right now.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: too funny! Uh,
2: but that's if, if you're if you're passionate about using reclaimed material, you need to have a practical way of approaching it. You know, you, there's these constraints, and you have to find the practical solution. And that's what we should do with if it's it seems to take a palette and make something beautiful out of it seems crazy, right? Wow. No, son, just go to college, go to the store, buy a piece of wood and make something, you know, but then, but no, I'm passionate about this. I want to save the earth and I want to, you know, reclaim and reuse and stuff. So now I have to have a plan to, to, to harness my passion and do something practical with it and actually have a good life. You know, sure. so it's kind of a similar. I,
1: I think another part of it is the problem solving. You touched on it a little bit, but for mm. me, it was that problem solving. It's almost the material dictating the project so that, you know, and, this is what I have. What's, what's something cool that I could make out of it?
2: And that's the, that's the problem, right? This is my passion. How do I make it my life? What do you mean? How do that's problem solving? It. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, this is my passion. You know, how do I make this my life? Now, I have to problem solve it and find a solution to to make passion a part of my life.
0: Okay, so technically, what we've got, what we've got here, and this is going to be simple. I, I both of you will probably just talk over each other trying to answer this. It's going to be so easy. But all, what, we've, what we've got here is John Berard, Mike Rowe, and David Picciuto
1: had a baby,
0: and the argument is passion, no passion, go.
1: I'm saying it's a hybrid. I'm saying it's got to be part of your life. It doesn't need to be your living.
2: I'm trying to figure out how three men had a baby still.
0: They made Wait, a movie Steve, about it. Come on, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Get, get with Gutenberg, it. Steve uh, Tom <laughs> Selleck. Who was the right, well, Tom? Tom Selleck, I can see it. That's right. Ted Danson. Holy crap. Episode 40. I got another reference. I knew the names of the actors in the movie.
1: August 8th, 2016. Bill got two movie
0: references. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm I'm never going to. It's like, you know, when you never want to wash your hands again. I don't want to ever wash my ears again because I heard this on our podcast.
1: Bill, we finished recording. You run to the 7-Eleven. You buy yourself a couple of lottery tickets.
2: (laughs) Preferably a pop culture one or maybe there's a movie or music one you can yeah, buy. You
1: know? like a scratcher or something.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. So uh, let, me, let me ask that question again real quick uh, without being a goofball. Phil, what was Mike Rowe saying?
1: He was saying that uh, there are needs in society that are not being filled because people are reaching for the stars instead of reaching what they're for what they're good for, what they're good at, I should say. Like nobody – and this is not to be – a jerk about it but you know nobody aspires to be a plumber you know but you can make a damn good living being a plumber you know and and have just, a great
2: life and mm-hmm. have
1: an amazing life i good good friend of my father's who passed away not long after he did actually was a master plumber and and he put three kids through college and and he was a, he was a a strong guy he, and uh i'm actually going to miss him but he was he was a good good man and and he followed he followed that you know and and i'm sure growing up he did not think that he was going to be starting off his career waiting through 12 inches of human you know excrement but that's what it took to put food on his table that's what it took to put his kids through school and that's what made him proud at the end of the day so following your passion maybe takes you down i don't know as as tim says down the artist path and Maybe that's something that's good for you, but it's not necessarily what's going to be able to slot people into the necessary fields in life.
0: Well, let me tie together the plumber thing with something less um, descriptive as excrement. Did you guys (laughs) notice the plumbing – Pipe, copper pipe plumbing pieces of material that Ben Iada made a table out of. Yeah. So talk about some amazing passions. No yeah. That no tool, that always smokes. So there you go. Talk about plumbers and not excrement and a cool table. Ben Iada, love that man. He's awesome. Just thought I'd say it. So, Tim, what was David Picciuto trying to say?
2: Um. Well, you know, I... I think it's kind of interesting. I, I like what Phil was saying and it was making me think about it, that it, it is true that, that following your passion is not for everyone uh, in some case. Like, I mean, maybe I think that this, this gentleman that you're describing, Phil, like his passion was his family and the, in the legacy he was going to provide and the future. He's going right. to provide, and there's that whole, there is that, that personality that says, well, I'm going to bust my ass to raise up the quality of life for future generations. That's you right. Know? so he was one of the, that kind of came from that uh, place. The, the artist, I don't, I mean, I do think about, obviously, the, my future generation, my children in, in that. But I'm thinking about a different future generation. So I'm trying to be, like, uh, loud, you know, like, and, and make make a difference for other future generations, you know, and, and, you know, other people. And that's sort of the artist passion thing for me, at least. But so it, following that passion road is not for everyone. Um, and following that practical road is not necessarily for everyone. What we need to do is teach that there are two roads and let the people decide which one they want to go down, let the children decide which one they want to go down.
0: I like that. And I would say that there are two roads and sometimes you can have a passion and sometimes you have to make a living and you can take both roads. You can you can earn a good living doing something maybe that's not the greatest thing in the world that like, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night going, thank you, Lord, for I um, got this a passionate job I got. No, but you can, you can make a decent living, which is what I'm doing now, and I have a passion for something else. So I'm traveling both roads. What's well, got one and a half thumbs and loves his job there you this go guy.
3: that's right <laughs> <laughs> we
0: you know, are uh, so cool that's
1: that's what our moms tell us <laughs> oh by that's the way what, thank you, you mom
2: for supporting us on patreon yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: thank you tim's mom
1: yeah. uh the intern right Uh, Yeah, well,
2: actually, I I have a real legit intern right now, too, that's not my mom, so hopefully they'll get along.
1: (laughs) That
0: you built a very cool step thing for, by the way, I was paying attention.
2: (laughs) Allie Allie is going to make a, like her her knees and her hands are going to make an appearance in an upcoming video. I have this game that I've been working on, so I made her play the game, and I put an overhead camera with us playing it. And like a for a high speed for the end, so Allie's gonna make a minor appearance in and up
0: and, you make sure comment. that Allie is also wearing the best shoes ever put on the planet because oh, okay. com- trucks are my favorite, and i i I have seven or eight or nine pair I used to have
2: singing. I used to have like a I still have a, most of them, and that was um like some of the music that I've been pulling up for my videos I had that like kind of weird jazz band that
0: I had for a while, and we used to wear suits with uh, brightly colored Chuck Taylors that
1: was of oh, cool. course.
0: And for those who don't know what Chucks are or Chuck Taylors, they are converts, the shoes. The shoes, by the way, just so we know. Here, here. I'm going to rant because I've noticed we've got a little time. So, growing up. No, we we don't. (laughs) Growing up a little bit on on the uh, frugal side of life, we was Poe. Okay? We was just, we was Poe. And when my friends would be getting their Nikes and their um, Adidas, My dad would take us, my stepdad would take us, I'd go shopping at Kmart, no kidding, and we'd buy Converse because they were $7 a pair, Mm -hmm. right? And if you wanted the high tops, they were $9. I look online now to buy Converse, $75 for a pair of Converse, it's like a piece of rubber with some canvas glued to it. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, It's amazing to watch Converse go in and out of style. You know, it's yeah. like, it's oh, amazing. I'm sorry,
0: Phil. They don't go in and out. They're always in style. It's just a matter of who notices it or not.
1: They're they're very much in style right now, but let's say seven, eight years ago they weren't. But then eight years before that, they were very it's it's uh it's an interesting thing. Well, you know,
2: seven, eight years ago when the music that I was talking about, the suits, I mean we used to buy them for ten bucks at like the not the second hand stores, but the like the discount stores yeah. like
0: Marshall's. I'm not ashamed to admit I buy used Converse any day. of oh, saw the- used Converse, it's all clean. <laughs>
1: Okay, what what are we watching? Also, you know, when
0: you go to the swimming pool, the local swimming pool, yeah. there's an opportunity to get some free shoes there, too. But there's a legality thing. Uh, let's not go there. you got to jump the fence. Yeah.
1: Disclaimer. Is, out is okay. another great opportunity. Do not steal anybody's shoes from the pool. It's
0: reclaiming Dude, shoes. It's reclaiming <laughs> shoes. But okay. if you're going to say don't steal, don't steal people's shoes, don't steal people's shoes who run faster than you. I'm that's just good, saying.
1: That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, hello. <laughs> You're if, bill uh, who don't... are you watching on youtube let's let's go down that road
0: ah uh, you know um i know we've talked about this young man before and um the, the reason i brought him up again is because he he did something relevant to what's going on with sterling davis's palette challenge and also because i i was thinking about it and i don't know why it would happen but he was also one of my first few subscribers to my youtube channel and the talent and the skill that this guy has developed over the years is amazing. I love everything he does. He's a he's a reclaimed upcycled genius with the stuff he makes stuff out of. But is a uh, constructicon or construct icon, however you wanna say it. I believe his constructicon is the idea of the, the name. But he just recently did a uh the palette lamp number 2 because he's already done one before and it's so good and every time his videos come out i i, I watch them they're they're pretty awesome uh check this guy out he, he's just um one of my favorite things that he made was some turtles and you go look and see how he did it that's how cool they were um or uh yeah, it was a turtle. Some sea creatures, anyway, that he made that he sculpted out of copper and metal. And it was just awesome. He's also made glow in the dark stuff. Did you guys know that? I think it's black locust. The wood yeah, itself honest, is glow in the dark. And he's made quite a few things with that stuff. And that blows me away cool. that there's a, yeah, you put it under black light and it glows in the dark. Like, you know, like the stuff you shine a light on for a while. How cool yeah. is that? That, that yeah. a wood has a natural. Phosphorescence. And
2: all that stuff's got to come from nature in some capacity, I guess, right?
0: Well, everything that uh, yeah, the I mean, universe possible. Tim has created, everything we have and know, including yeah, on, including the yeah, the guitars that you play, the all bass that you strum, the ukulele that you envision.
1: Are you still on painkillers?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Tim, are you watching? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: I'm just, I'm just really tired, you guys. <laughs> uh,
2: I wanted to mention the – I am watching – this is what I will be watching for the next couple of weeks is the Olympics. Um, I, like, I know I'm, I'm not like, a, like an athletic type person, and yeah, I'm not I really do. even particularly interested in sports all that much. But what I really love seeing is people do what they do really, really well. And the Olympics are such a great opportunity to see that I, I I'm just I love that. I get so excited about it. I love watching people that have dedicated their lives to to flexing like Phil That's and right. to whatever Bill was doing over there. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of thing but um it, it's it's like it's just it, i really I really dig that and I think you talk about like talent and you know I'm always passion. Saying talent, the passion and desire, and these are people that they have a passion for something and they have a desire to be the best at it. And uh, I just I love watching that. So that's what I'm watching. And I also want to mention that I've been watching a couple of videos on uh, Jimmy Duress has mentioned it a few times the channel his friends started called Uncommon Sense. Yeah, it's a great one. And so after like the seventh time he mentioned it, I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. And it's actually really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, some, they, they do a good job. So I was going to mention Uncommon Sense as well.
0: Can I, I, because I love interrupting Phil before he gets going, but it gives you a chance to really think about what you're going to do. Um, Speaking of the Olympics, and I also want to give a shout out to somebody, but speaking of the Olympics, if people haven't seen, and not men's football, and I don't mean American football, I mean real football, soccer, right? Mm. Not men's, because that is the most ridiculous display of stupidity and unsportsmanlike conduct I've ever seen in my life. Women's. Football, women's soccer, women's professional soccer is the most amazing display of athleticism, team spirit, skill set, passion, everything you want to say. Holy mackerel. Watch these people run around. And it's just awesome and amazing. And the reason that Tim said Olympics and why I thought of this is because um, Casey, is a soccer player. She is a football player. A real. I football had a feeling player. your
1: wife made you say this.
0: She didn't make me say this, <laughs> uh-huh. but I uh-huh. got turned on to this because I tolerated that she would like to watch it, and I actually sat down and watched the game, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm so I get. I mean, like cheering for this to happen, mm-hmm. and also I want to give a shout out to Casey. I know there's been some rumors on on the Facebooks. Um, she she had to go into the doctor again, and everything's cool, and she's now. Speaking of on pain pills, oh, yeah, she's in a really good mood right now, sitting on the couch watching some Olympics as we record. Honey, I love you. You are the most important thing in the world to me, and um, I wish you a speedy recovery, and go football. Go USA! USA! Okay, I'm done.
1: Yeah, get well, Casey. Feel better, Casey,
0: yeah.
2: And, and you know, the women's soccer, I'll, I'll say I agree with you completely, and I'll also mention women's ice hockey is another example of a lot of that. Um, totally worth watching. I got turned on to that by my – my teenage daughter who plays and, uh, uh feel like go field Canada. Hockey, I mean? think
1: we've won every single year. Women's ice hockey. Yeah, yes. I think ah. so too. Well, you know, all destroy. the American
2: ice hockey uh, players are from Canada, like all the colleges, you know, because we were looking at
1: that stuff. 56% <laughs> of the it. NHL comes from Canada.
2: And 56 yeah, the male, men's too, but the women's is great. And um, also the women's soccer, like I don't know if you knew this, Bill, but they get paid like, like pennies on
0: the dollar. Oh, compared to the men, I know, and that's changing. It's criminal, and it should be. Speaking true. of women's soccer and Canada. Yes. The women's Canadian team, I forgot who they played, it's unimportant. They got a red card, which is really unusual during the Olympics, which means one of their players was out. So now they're down one player and they were up by one goal at the very they they set a record for the fastest scoring goal, right? So like within 18 seconds of the game starting, the Canadian women's team scored a goal. Wow, everybody was all excited. Within like a minute later, they set a record for the first fastest that one buddy somebody would get kicked off the team for that for the rest of the game. So but think about this. They're playing against a a very well-matched team. They're down one person and they 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 did it. They held it for the wow. entire game. They scored again being down. It was 11 to 10. And they went the entire game and held their lead and scored again and won. That's unheard of. It is amazing. Bravo Phil. I am going to be so upset when they lose to the Americans, but I'm just saying, <laughs> that moment was amazing. You should be so proud.
1: Oh, Canada, you know? All right, so back hey, to- Hey, Phil, what are you watching?
0: Yeah. Hey, oh yeah, what are you watching, Phil?
1: We did uh, it again. Well, anyways, we handed off to Bob Costas there for a bit, but- um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, okay. I get a reference in TV. I am, I am on three a roll. For
1: three. three for three. Okay, I'm going to recommend a channel, and it's going to change all of your lives. Okay. This guy is amazing. I can't believe I haven't heard – I don't know if you've heard of him, but I haven't. I only discovered him this weekend. It's DIY Creators. Mm. You've heard of him? He's got like mm-hmm. 70,000 subscribers. I must have my head in He's the great. sand or something. He, he just made um, – it's like basically he made a radial alarm saw out of a circular saw by creating this cross-cut jig device thing. And it's amazing. And before, and this, for me, this really flows from last week's, uh, don't be a tool tool that we did with Andy Burkey. And mm. this is like limited tools. He basically made a table saw, uh, you know, cause cross cutting jig thing. And, and he, the previous video was he made a track saw from a circular saw. So you've got your cross cutting, you've got your ripping from like a $50 circular saw. And that's it. You've got a pro workshop right there. This guy. Mm mind blowing and he's got a whole bunch of other videos just really really well done stuff and really innovative like in my mind this guy is is another sort of izzy swan in as far as that kind of ingenuity
0: wow high 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 praise yeah
1: like really like I I don't say that very often for me izzy is a is a is a plateau he's a level but I seeing this guy I was like wow and I even wrote one of the comments I was like I it's been a long time since I've seen this level of innovation so I thought that mm, was really cool. I have
2: to check that out. I haven't seen that one yet. I saw it in my feed, but I don't it. I before. did see
0: yeah. it in my feed as well. Uh, I'm glad you uh, make the recommendation, Phil. Because all kidding aside, if you if you recommend it, I know it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, and I'm gonna binge on the rest of his stuff. I just was at a stupid work thing for the last three days, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's all she wrote for me. So um, our channels: Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Tim, you want to plug your stuff?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm at uh, timsway.net, and you can find links to everything there.
0: Okay, Bill. Uh, William Lutz YouTube, Facebook. Hey. i you on know what Instagram and Bill. stuff, but it's not important, I guess. So go ahead. Hit you Tim. know, what
2: I was I was thinking you should do because we know people that do this stuff. You should um you should get williamlutz.com. Check and see if it's available. Let's go ahead and do that right now. What yeah, is we're that? done. Just to, like to you know, WilliamLutz.com. If you just type it into your search bar, like in. You'll see if it's available or not. Because if, there's a, if someone's sitting on it, it'll have crap on it. But then you can, because you can buy it for like nine bucks, and we can get like one of our people to. Phil, fill, fill, stop recording. We'll just, you know.
0: I'm so <laughs> confused right now. <laughs> Open a window. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. All right, here we go. Don't stop recording. Let me see. Holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this?
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a coincidence, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who did that?
2: <laughs> People like you, buddy.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> there's like there's there's bearded dragons comes up. I have my social media. Ah <laughs> I am awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize how awesome I was. I love whoever did this, I'm I love you. This is so cool.
1: <laughs> Justin Sparks from Make Build Modified did that for you.
0: Oh, Justin. Justin.
1: Uh. <laughs> Utilize these links to find William Lutz on the internet.
0: <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, okay. I now have something to say during our podcast. You can go hey. to find me at williamlutz.com. Yeah, let's try it. Okay, where can we find you, Bill? Uh, you can find me at williamluce.com there are links to all of my social media. <laughs>
2: nice.
0: <laughs> Spoken like a pro. Wait, 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 wait. Is this just a way for you guys to get me to shorten up I I'm, cuz I'm always talking too much? Well, we we thought we could save at least it's a half seconds. measure. Yeah. I just just oh my gosh, you guys, this you don't know what this to my untechnologicalness. Well, this is <laughs> whoa. Justin Justin said, "Hey, I did this for Bill." Should
2: I tell him or should I let him just find it? And I was like, there's no way he's ever going to just find
3: it. <laughs> so no I way, said, I'm I right.
2: know, I know we can get him to find it. I'll lure him into finding it on, on the recording tonight. So <laughs> <And> it worked.
0: <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy okay. smokes. Really and funny. I want to say yeah. something other than that, just so we know. And I'm being so Phil doesn't have to edit. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow, you guys. Make sure you put a link to that in the liner notes there, uh. Oh, I mean, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't even know what you just said, Tim, okay. so don't... Uh, William. Wow.
1: With wow. Wells and
0: William? Yeah. How right. cool is this?
1: Um, I, the most
0: exciting thing I did recently th- th- that this just topped was I stepped... I've lost 17 pounds since I got out of surgery. And wow. I'm excited about that because I was so far beyond heavier than I've ever been in my life. That... I'll gain it back and not care now that I have a WilliamLoots.com. I'm not going to. I got 20 more to go, but I'm just saying that's how amazing that was. Holy smokes. Thank you, Justin.
2: Yeah, yeah. thank you, Justin. That was really super, super amazing. One, one, once again, I just continue to be uh, awed and inspired by the people that we run with in this world.
1: Yeah. Amen. Right? Mm. The, the generosity is incredible. I mean, that's mm. never mind the money, there's the time and the effort involved there, and the generosity of spirit required to put that together is something that's
0: the passion.
1: The, pa- the passion of the lutes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to go there. So. Okay.
1: <clears throat> for show topic suggestions, feedback, any of that stuff, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us a review. We really appreciate it and it helps getting the show out to more people to hear it. Um patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Now I I listed off every single one of us, our incredibly generous patrons at the beginning of the show, and I want to say that this week instead of a plea, I am gonna give a thank you. And I, I yeah. genuinely, genuinely appreciate all of the support that you guys are giving us. So so thank you. You're here.
0: Yeah, I, I mean for us to be able to get together like this once a week and um, and have people thank us in that way i'm thanking every one of you thank you so much for allowing allowing us to hang out together and with you all because that's what we're doing we're hanging out with everybody out there so
1: absolutely thanks work all right guys have a great week (coughs) be good bye y'all